Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung, and we're here for a special Iron Triangle edition of Wuxia Weekend, where we're covering films that are directed by Cheng Che and star Ti Lung and David Cheng. Uh, we have a list of five movies we're going to talk about, and before we get into that, though, we just want to you know have a general discussion about Iron Triangle films. And you were talking before about how uh you know there's some dispute over 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 the proper you know like what constitutes an iron triangle movie and and so you know i want to give you the floor to sort of talk about that before we get into the films themselves okay well the biggest dispute is um who has to be in it and how many are in it but the iron triangle is cheng che is the director david chang as a star and T Lung is a star, but then there's the debate about ensemble casts. Um, movies like The Shaolin Temple, where there are other stars like Alexander Fusheng and um, Chi Kuan uh, Chun are also in it, and they have major roles. So would that be considered a, an Iron Triangle movie? To me. In my opinion, it would not be because it's an all-star ensemble cast. And one of our movies um, that we're going to do kind of borders on this. So we'll have to let people decide on if they consider it an Iron Triangle movie or not. But um, to me, it's just the three of them are the principals and everybody else is kind of floating around them. They're the stars and they're the integral part of the movie. And, and I would say for me, my, mine's similar. I would say I generally uh, think in terms of the chemistry, like if they have an opportunity and chance for the, like the, Dave, uh, David Chang and T. Lung have great chemistry on screen. And if that's able to become apparent in the movie, then to me it feels like an Iron Triangle movie. If it's a movie where it gets lost, because of the ensemble and stuff, that's when it would would not. But we, but like Lady Chow Fung said, we, we kind of allowed for movies on this list that might be on the line, so that almost so that, you know, so that it, we we can get into some of these uh, questions. What um, well, I I guess what what uh, and before we go in, I just want what what is it that you like in particular about Iron Triangle movies? Because you and I have covered a lot of them on the podcast and, and there were some that we simply didn't do here because we've already covered them. Um, but what, uh, you know, what's your, you know, like, what, what do you find appealing about them? I like the chemistry of the three, three men and what they put on the screen. I like David Chang and T Lung's chemistry and how they bounce off of each other. You can see that there's some kind of relationship there that's, beyond what you see on the screen. And I love the way that Cheng Che is able to direct them to get what he needs out of them for feeling and to be able to make the movie um, very personal and in some cases for me, very emotional. Um, There have been some movies where I've actually cried at certain scenes. Um, and we're going to do one of those movies. These, I, they are very emotional. I, I think they do a good job with that in these films. Um, and I also, I also like the contrast between them. They kind of, there's, it's, it's a really odd comparison, but they have like a Laurel and Hardy type sort of, they look so different from each other and they have such yes. a different demeanor from each other that it just really works. And, and David Chang is kind of, he's got, um, I don't know, sort of like a rebellious, uh, uh, sort of rebel without a cause flair to him. And Lung is more the sort of brave hero in a lot of the films. And I don't know, it just, it's just a really great combination. Um, I agree. I think Lung is also a little bit more intense and serious where mm-hmm. uh, David Chiang is more laid back and kind of quiet and not invisible, but, he has a presence on the screen, but it's not as domineering as it, it could be. I have a feeling that he could dominate a scene, but he doesn't because that's not the type of person he is. So, you know, he's the cool um, kind of, like you said, rebel without a 
well, most of the time he is a rebel with a cause in these films, mm. though. But he is the rebellious type. But he's cool and easy. And T. Lung is intense and fierce and brave and tall and, you know, just what you see out in the front, you know. But yeah. David Chang holds his own. And you need that balance. Both male leads can't be overpowering and dominant, you know. So I think that's what makes them work so well together. All right. So the the first movie we're going to talk about is Vengeance. And this is um, uh, a 1970 film. It's uh, got action choreography by Tong Kai. Obviously, it stars uh, David Chang and T. Lung. And it's got kind of a Peking opera uh, sort of theme running throughout it and it's set in 1925 and the basic premise is T. Lung is this Peking opera performer who ends up being brutally killed because there's a situation involving uh, a marshal and some local criminals who uh, uh, you know uh, set their sights on his wife and after his death uh, David Chang's character rolls in and tries to get vengeance there's also a, a love story in in the mix and uh and it, and it gets um it, it has a it has a pretty extravagant ending i would say um so i don't know what, what are your thoughts on this movie lady chow fung i i love this movie i love the uh sneak peek into the world of peking opera and the local thugs i like the mix of um the kung fu and there's some street fighting it's almost like gang fighting in a way and there's some gun action in it. Um, I love the flashing of the opera flashbacks in the midst of everything that's going on. Uh, they, they keep T. Lung's character in the foreground by weaving in these flashbacks of him in his death scene in the opera throughout the movie so that you're reminded of why David Chang's character is actually on this um, ravenous rampage of revenge. Um, and I think that those are very important because if they weren't in there, then T. Lung's appearance would almost seem like a cameo to mm -hmm. some people. So I think that's really important. And I really like the love story between um, David Chang's character and the actresses uh, Wang Ping. I like her a lot. She appears in another movie we're going to talk about too. But I think they have a really sweet chemistry on scene together. And the um, I, I think that the uh, the the whole the whole look of the film in general is just really beautiful. The the like you said the Peking opera stuff and the you know there's there's a, there's a lot of really stylish scenes throughout. The opening sequence is very memorable and. I, I also think, like you said, like, you know, uh, T. Lung, he, he, he dies early on in the movie. And, and we're going to be spoiling all of the all of the plot content here, just so people know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming most people that are listening have probably seen these movies. Um, but but the death scene is really memorable because of the way he dies. And like you said, the way that they cut in those Peking opera scenes. And it's it's really gruesome, too. It's a particularly violent. Death. Oh, yeah. Um, and and the the movie's violent. You know, there's a, and, and we're gonna cover this a lot because you know Cheng Che, his movies are violent, and and the Iron Triangle movies seem to be uh, a particular kind of violence. That the the you know the, the, the in this one I think also in the film the duel and particularly in the movie the Savage Five we'll, we'll get we'll get this too. But the, there's a there's a grittiness to the violence and 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 there's a sense and again it's not. It's not like the, we were talking about this before. It's not like there's like a clear message like to the audience. It's not like everything's wrapped up in a package, but but there's a, a complicated world that the characters are in that where you know the violence has consequences, and I think you see it really well in the in the final scene where you have the the woman in the foreground weeping and David Chang in that sort of on the staircase with all the just all the dead bodies. Um, you know, it's very. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's able to say a lot without like without really getting too terribly specific about it and and the uh and also in that scene the, you know you have the the 
the tactic that he uses of playing possum in order to get the bad guy, which I thought was kind of an interesting way to <laughs> way to do it. Because uh, there's, there's that moment where David Chang is faking dead, and, and yeah. just the look on his face is is perfect for the scene. And um, and yeah, so I don't know any other, any other thoughts on this movie. Uh, yeah, I like the way that um, Cheng Che has a way of um, weaving in familiar faces in his movies, the way that he has people, they're not stars yet, but you will see them as stars later down the line in movies. In this movie, we see um, Chen Quan Tai, he's so, so young, and um, Jason Pai Piao is also in it, and Fong Hak Ong is in it, and Bruce Tong Yim Chan are all, um, they're extras in this movie, but years later they become stars in their own right and end up in more of his movies. He, he has a, a knack, Cheng Che, for taking um, people from the beginning to big stardom and then just molding them in such a way that they're memorable and they appear in all these little movies and it's funny if you watch them like I did, like completely out of order. And I started with 80s movies and went backwards. And I'm seeing these people that yeah. are, have been stars, like, you know, Chen Kwan Tai was a big star later. But I'm seeing him fresh-faced in this movie. And you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. And you can pick them out in their early roles. And I think that's really cool to see and that's why i like to watch these movies over and over again because i always notice somebody different well and he gets he gets seduced by wang ping and stabbed in the neck right that's his uh yes his little moment that one i caught i didn't i actually didn't catch jason Piao in this and the other ones i uh, i I missed them but uh but him he that stood out to me he was very he was very because he had like an actual interaction sometimes sometimes you just see like a familiar face and they're just getting stabbed or something um, I've seen this movie six times. <laughs> well, I'll, I I, fi- I find that I often miss details even after a number of watches. Um, yeah, me too. I'm sure there are other people that are in there that I haven't um, caught yet. But um, but but anyways, um, but yeah. So I don't know. I I think this is like a again. It's a really cool film, and it's it's interesting because like 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 we've said they don't they don't they don't really actually share a scene together except for that flashback sequence because they're they're brothers that both do Peking opera basically and we get like a a brief moment that i think doesn't even really have them talking it's just kind of like a memory um but somehow the chemistry still kind of is there do you know what i mean even so that's that's interesting to me um, and so, and, and, and again, the, the, the Peking opera stuff is, is really, really cool in this. It really, it really has a, an added effect to the movie. All right. So our, our next movie is the new one-armed swordsman. This is a 1971 release, obviously directed by Cheng Che and with action direction by Tong Kai and Lao Kar Lung. Um, this one is... Uh, you described it as a reimagining of the one-armed swordsman, which I think is the the, the best way to describe it. Um, you know, we, we've we've talked about the one-armed swordsman before, and that's a very good movie. But here, uh, David Cheng is is in the role. It's a different character, and 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 he and he, and he arrives. Uh, at, he becomes a one-armed swordsman through very different different circumstances than the original one-armed swordsman movie. And this one, Ku Fung plays the villain, and he's basically this guy who he persuades people to 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 maim themselves and leave the martial world. This seems to be uh, a a thing of his. It's a pattern. Yeah, he doesn't like competitors, and so as soon as a new threat emerges in the martial world, he tricks them so that they're going to have to retire and not be a threat to him anymore. And by doing this, he is able to position himself as a good guy. And so the basic thing that happens is he uh, he ends up in a situation where he has to have a duel with Gu Feng and he promises to cut off one of his arms if he loses. He loses and he has to cut off his arm and he retires from the martial world. And then about a year later, uh, the Ti Lung character arrives and is is sort of the new guy who's emerging in the martial world. And and so the, the, the heart of the movie is really sort of the... Uh, 
the brotherhood that emerges between these two characters. Um, and there's a lot more to it than that, but that's that's the thing that I find most memorable about the film. Uh, that and T Lung's uh, death sequence in, in the uh, in the Tiger Fortress. Um, so, what did you think of this movie in general? I like the movie. I like how um, Shang Chi can rework his his stories and produce something new but similar you recognize some of the points from the original mm. but he completely changes things i really liked this story because of ku fung you think is going to be this wonderful righteous man who stands up for the little guy and um tries to protect all the um, financial interests and in the area and keep everybody on the straight and narrow. But here he is goading people into little duels. And if they lose, they have to maim themselves and retire. And it doesn't really become apparent at first because you think, um, because David Chang's character is the new hotshot on the scene that he's just arrogant and, you know, um, full of himself and Ku Fung is the one who's just going to take him down. But somewhere in the movie things change and you realize, Hmm, Ku Fung is not the righteous man he yeah. pretends to be. And, um, I really enjoyed that little twist in the movie. I also liked, um, Lee, Lee Ching, um, also is stars in the movie with them and she's just simple and sweet and she wants uh david chang's character just to protect himself and wield a sword and she has no idea that he was a top swordsman mm -hmm. and i loved how in this movie that he never lost his ability to be a top swordsman like in remember in the original with jimmy wang Yu, he cut off his arm that wielded the sword so he had to learn all over again in this one he didn't have to learn. He just kept everything in his brain and was able to wield a sword and take care of business when he needed to. And it was more of a mental block. Like he didn't, it was a mental hurdle for him where he right. didn't want to get back into it. And, and you mentioned the, the, lo the love interest. One of the things I found interesting about this one versus the original is in the original, the, the love interest who was, um, uh, Lisa Chow Chow, who kind of had chemistry with Jimmy Wang Yu in prior films uh, in, in, in that movie, she, she was sort of trying to move him away from the martial world. She was, she was trying to steer him towards, towards peace. And in this one, she, she's fully embracing that aspect of him to, to right. possibly to his detriment. But, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting difference in the characters. The, th the thing that, that, that I really like about this, there's a lot of things I like about this one. I think it's, I think it's a really what, like a, a lot of times when a, when a series goes on or when, when, when they're working with the same idea over and over again, it gets dry. This feels really reinvigorated by, by the, by, by number one, the, the chemistry of David Chang and T Lung, but also there are things that he does differently that are, they're kind of improvements. Like he, he, he the 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 one arm swordsman in this movie his big thing is he wields two swords at the start of the movie and so when he loses his arm it's like such a the, the loss is so much more tremendous do you know what I mean because he mm -hmm. has this really magnificent twin sword style and he he can't really apply that anymore his style is going to have to change obviously um and so i i feel that that was a it was a cool way of making the audience really experience the loss when it happens um and also uh the the I, I don't know if this was deliberate or not, but the the original movie is obviously based on Return of Condor Heroes, or at least a a, a a something that happens in Return to Condor Hero of Condor Heroes to the main character, and and there are traces of it uh, in the original film, and in this one I I noticed that T Lung's character was sleeping on a rope between two trees, and that's something that the uh, uh, Zhao Long new character does in Return of Condor Heroes. So I was curious if that was a direct call to the to the source material or if it was just a coincidence. Um, but I thought it was an interesting little detail. There was also a mention of um, the sword that he ends up getting was from some great master. And I think they said it was Master Dugu or uh, Dagu in this version. And in Return of Condor Heroes, there is a Master Dugu um, who 
who the main hero inherits his sword from. Um, and so I, I again, it might it might be coincidental because of the nature of subs and dubs, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's a great movie, and I think the scene that we have to absolutely talk about because obviously violence is going to be a theme here is the it's not just a death, it's a bisection. Like the the way they kill T Lung is so hor- I I never get used to it. I, I, I I'm always horrified every time I see it. Um, you talk about it because it it disturbs me. It distur- it's disturbing. Yeah. It's a very dist- I'll tell you why it's disturbing. It's disturbing because when you take it when you take a person you know as as recognizable as T Lung and you make them unrecognizable by destroying their body in that way, it's just a it's it's just like a, a reminder of like mortality and it, it, it's it's very disturbing to watch it reminds me i think i could be getting my movies confused but i think in the heroic ones there was a a drawn quartering scene it reminds yes. me a lot of that it's that kind mm-hmm. of thing where you know i'm not just going to kill the hero and you're going to see the expression on his face the hero is going to like his body is going to be destroyed in a really outrageous way so that when he's on the floor he won't even be recognizable as what he was and and it, it's so disturbing that the villains even like oh like cancel my appointments I I I'm done for the day, um, <laughs> you know he 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 like you can tell like the Gu Feng character is really nefarious and 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 kind of over the top evil but even that like takes the wind out of his sails when it happens, um, so I think I think it just just for that alone that that's uh, I think people. I, it's impossible not to have a reaction to that scene. I think if you're if you're if you're sincere when you're watching the movie, if you're if you're if you're not guarding your reactions, um, and uh, and and again, it gets us into sort of the violence thing, which is you know just you know that's just sort of how things are in a, in a Chang Che film. Um, but this was, I thought, even for a Chang Che movie, this that was yeah, that was, that was pretty graphic yeah. and pretty disturbing. Yeah, I, w- I would, I would definitely agree. Um, but I think it also does add this, uh, you know, when David Chang goes to get revenge in the end, uh, you know, it, it adds a lot to it. You know, you, you sort of are imagining what happened to, to, to poor T. Lung, who was a really vibrant character up to that point. I think, I think, I think that's one of the things that's so disturbing about it is how, mm-hmm. how vibrant he is as a character. And then, and then to have that happen, um, so yeah, and then and then there's that wonderful you know scene on the bridge, the showdown yes. between Gu Feng and uh, and David Chang. That I I think that's a it's it's a little bit over the top in the you know so the solution to because basically the way that Gu Feng was able to defeat both of them because they both have a twin sword style is he he sort of you know hits both the swords with his uh, with his three section staff and then like I think he pulls his staff apart and strikes them in the mm-hmm. chest and. And T Lung comments, "If I had three swords, I could have, I, I could, I could overcome you." And throughout the movie, we see all these scenes of David Chang juggling things, and you know, juggling bowls and various items. And he basically uses that so that he can he can use three swords against uh, Gu Feng in the final scene. And it's it, it it's one of the thi- it, it's sort of one of the the things that I like about these movies where there's a problem presented in the form of a technique that a bad guy uses and the character has to think of a way around it and it's usually like a sort of like a smart clever way to get around the technique through a tactic right and and sometimes it's 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 not something that would probably happen in real life but it doesn't matter because it just it's just kind of cool that like okay he throws these three swords up in the air and then he's able to defeat the technique um yeah and with the the disability in this movie i never felt like that, you know, it was not real. You know, it's, in some movies, when someone has to play that they only have one arm, you know that they're trying really hard to hold that arm next to them or it's taped to them or tied to them in some way. But in this movie, I never got that sense that he was, you know, trying not to use the arm. It just looked so natural and so real that he played that part so well, I thought. Yeah, no, and I, I thought they dealt well, too, with the loss of the arm as the character, like the, the you know, because he immediately, in in the next scene, we, the way they elapse time is really cool. His hand gets pinned to a tree uh, with a sword, and 
and they and they they pan the camera when they come back to it it's skeletal then you know that time has passed and then we find him at an inn and he's a waiter at this inn and uh you know he he's obviously uh you know still uh mourning the loss of his arm and the loss of his standing in the martial world and uh and those two things are kind of tied together and and i, I like the way they deal with it I, it's 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 a it's 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 a very different uh, trajectory than the original One-Armed Swordsman too. So you 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 can see the original One-Armed Swordsman, and you really won't have any idea what to expect in this one. It's not like he just repeats the storylines, or you know. I mean, I mean, obviously, in order for it to be a One-Armed Swordsman movie, certain things have to be uh, present. But but it's not um it's it's not predictable as a you know if you've seen the previous ones. Okay, so the next movie is. Deadly Duo, a 1971 film. This has action choreography from Tong Kai and Lau Kar Lung. And this one is a period piece. It's set during the Song Dynasty. And it's about a prince who's being held prisoner in a secure location by the Mongols. And Ti Lung is sent to rescue him. Uh, he's looking for a special man who uh, uh, can cross a dilapidated bridge uh, that is connecting uh, to the prison. And so it's basically a movie where... Uh, Tilung goes and has to recruit uh, uh, this special man, and it turns out that the man is working with the Mongols, so he ends up uh, uh, working with the David Chang character, who is his uh, his uh, the the man's classmate, and was sent by his teacher to make sure that the guy wasn't up to no good. Um, and so this one, I think the most memorable thing in this movie is the ending. It's got that scene at the end where um, uh, David Chang just takes a a ton of arrows. They, they they go to rescue the prince and David Chang gets wounded and he's dying the whole time. He's losing massive amounts of blood and the uh um and the and the and the bad guy is um uh is just kind of waiting for him to lose enough blood so that he can act. And 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 so we get this this really great uh final battle on the shore at the pier when the prince is being brought onto a boat and uh and just, you know, just uh, David Chang just takes you know so many so many arrows and is in his fighting to the last stand and it's a very kind of I don't know it's kind of got like a um, uh, golden swallow type quality to it in that respect. Um, but what did you think of this movie? I really like this movie. Out of the five movies that we watched, this was the only one that didn't involve some kind of um, love triangle or love interest or some kind of romance. Um, but I, I generally like the, um, the brotherhood kind of movies. Mm. Uh, I loved that. Um, again, you see more, um, of the familiar faces are popping up in this movie, but I, I love that. Um, I love brotherhood movies because it's two male characters bonding. They weren't friends at the beginning of the movie Long and David Chang, they became friends with a common goal and to rescue the prince. And once they, they did, it was, it was, I don't know, um, magnificent death at the end, more of a heroic, magnificent death. It's magnificent in the fact that he takes all these arrows standing on the bridge. And yes, there's another bridge scene in this movie. Um, I, we do three movies have some kind of bridge scene in it. Well, bridges Did you notice great. that? Yeah, but bridges yeah. are great for, for, for a confrontation. Fight scenes, yeah. So, yeah, it was really good movie. And it's it's got like a real kind of, I mean, I know like some of the, some of the action stuff is kind of new, but some of it feels like very classic too. Like the, like the, it's got kind of like a, uh, like, like the, the late 60s Shaw Brothers vibe to it in places. Um, and, and, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting because it comes after, after vengeance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought the, the, the fight scenes were good and, 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 and I like the, the conceit, the central conceit of needing a guy with like the good lightness technique to get across the bridge is a cool idea. It's a, yeah. it's like an interesting adventure for the character to go on. Um, so, so yeah, I was, uh. I, I thought I thought this was a was a good one too, um, and and it's a, and again it's another period piece which is, uh, you know I, I generally like period pieces so, um, 
so you know it's always it's always good to see those um, yeah period pieces generally are my favorite and i tend to gravitate to them more than the more i guess you would say more modern films with you know when they involve start to involve guns and things so but yeah i really like this one and uh all right so the next movie is the duel and this is a 1971 film action direction by uh tong kai and yuan chungyan um this movie is basically about uh you know rival schools it's 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 uh it's the you know the main characters are uh Tilung is the son of the owner of I mean it's it's a it's sort of a martial arts school but it also seems to be like a criminal enterprise to me in this in yes. this movie it's more of like a, a criminal organization and uh and the father is killed early on and uh David Chang plays a character called the Rover who's sort of like a a hired gun or a hired uh hired blade mm-hmm. in this case and uh and he he uh, works with one of the underlings to help kill the father, and then Ti Lung ends up uh, in hiding, and he has to come back and get revenge for his dad. He he finds out that um, that the rover uh, had very complicated reasons for why he why he killed the father, and in the end, they end up uh, uh, working together uh, to face an even bigger threat. It's a ve- I'm glossing over a lot of details because it's a very uh, involved film, but this is probably, if not my favorite, it's one of my favorite movies that we're covering today. Cause it, and I think you, you, you said something similar. I think you said it was your favorite movie. So, um, uh, so what, what do you think of the film? This is the, my favorite movie that we're covering today. Um, I love all the twists and turns. It's not a very straightforward movie you get the hints and pieces and glimpses and then it, they explain everything at the end and you don't see the ending coming that's what i really really like about this movie um if i can guess the end i don't like it as much as if i can i'm hooked to the end and then they have to tell me exactly what's going on because i never saw the- the ending to this movie coming. No, and there's no way to predict that ending. That ending no, is not at is all unpredictable, in my opinion, unless you're really lucky. Um, but I thought I, I I think that the uh, I love just I mean this this should be called Knives and Blood. This movie it's it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's got so many great knife knife fights in it and axes and and just the, the again it's it's similar to Vengeance in that it's it's that kind of very strenuous violence like you can feel people like putting muscle into the attacks it doesn't feel effortless and 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 the wounds feel real it feels like a like a uh you you know they're they're part of a really dangerous world and and it and it's and it's uh it's it's made very clear at the beginning of the movie like there's a there's a scene where T Lung is telling another guy in the middle of the fight that you know I told you before you need to aim your knife you know uh, you know higher so that you you know otherwise you're not going to kill the guy and so these are clear like I was thinking like you know normally normal people think that way about things like food like you know when you're preparing the turkey you got to do it this way so it doesn't get burned and these guys are so immersed in this dangerous criminal world that they're spending their time thinking about how do you kill the guy in one one quick one quick you know cut so that you, uh, so that, you know, you, you can't pose a threat to you in the middle of the fight. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's just a, I, I feel like this film creates a, a really believable, uh, world for the characters to live in. And, um, and you see it too, like even when characters are walking from one end of town to another, the way that people are all kind of moving away from them and, you know, there's just, you know, they're bad news just yeah. from that fact. Um, there was so much going on in this movie. Um, again, we have Ku Fung in this movie, and you have mixed feelings about his character because you're not exactly sure. At, you know, at the beginning, he's a, a good person. He's just one of the sons of the owners of this school doing what he's supposed to do. And then when things start to get complicated, your mind changes, but then towards the end, Um, middle of the movie your mind changes yet again so the characters in this movie are not very simple they're very complicated and their situations are complicated 
they're so real and and gritty, like you said about the other movie Vengeance. It's just real life happening. It's none of this surreal, fantastic kind of stuff. This is what really happens in the real world, and you get so sucked into it trying to figure out who's doing what and why they're doing it until the very end. It's just the, I don't know. This was a genius movie for me. I thought I just, I love the complicated workings and it's almost like playing games of chess or some kind of strategy game to figure out things, you know? Yeah, no. And, and speaking of Ku Funks, you, you had mentioned, you know, the, in this role, he really is kind of an ambiguous character and, I, I, one of the things I, that's striking too is, you know, he he has such versatility as a, as an actor in these roles, and in this one in particular, you just really like if you if you're coming right off of like the new one armed swordsman and then watch this one, he could not be more different, um, you know, and it's uh, uh, it's it's just yeah I I, I don't know I, I really like I, I really like him as an actor and he's he's somebody that. Uh, uh, he he sometimes doesn't stand out quite as much as some of the other people who will be the stars of the movies, but he's a very reliable performer. Um, and uh, and here I think I think he's used well. And and also you know like you said the, the this one like definitely has like the brotherhood theme going on on multiple levels, and it's it's also got uh uh you know the, there's the scene where uh, T Lung goes back to. Um, uh, his 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 girlfriend who has been you know forced into prostitution because of everything that's going on and they have to fight their way out of uh, out of the building and she ends up killing herself in order to help him get out um, you know is a we're going to talk about another character like that in the Savage Five I'm sure but it's a it's interesting because she's not a martial character but it's 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 the kind of noble sacrifice that you would expect from one of the main characters in these movies. Um, and so, so yeah, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts on the film? Yeah, there um, two interesting scenes that I thought at the very beginning were introduced to the T. Lung's character, and he is in a tattoo parlor getting the tattoo of a butterfly. And it turns out that the girl that he's in love with that actually sacrifices herself for him is they call her the butterfly. And I just thought it was interesting that they would start a movie like that, but that's real life. And then another interesting scene that I felt was when he finds the butterfly in the brothel being forced to prostitution, the argument that they had was so real and so emotional. And then he actually slaps her. And for me, that scene was really hard to watch because I'm not used to seeing T. Lung show violence toward a woman in any of the movies. So it was just, it was really hard to watch because it was so emotionally charged for me. But, you know, they make up and then they try to fight their way out of the building and then just for her to give up the love of her life and die so that he could get away but he doesn't get away and in the next scene there's a whole bunch of torture which brings us back to our themes of violence yeah yeah that's something that i completely forgot there is a lot of torture in uh in a lot of you know um in in the savage five we get we get some we get like them being whipped like horses and in this one he's uh t-long is put up on a like a spinning wheel and, 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 and quite literally tortured. And there's a guy with like a blowtorch who's uh, really sadistic and evil, uh, who does get his sort of comeuppance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, a uh, again, these, these are very violent movies. That's the, that's sort of how they, it's, 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 uh, it's just sort of the, it, it's practically the meat, the, the medium of the movie is almost violence. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's so, so essential, to to the to just how the the, the story is told um and 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 i mean you 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 really could almost summarize the movie those those knife sequences where you have the you know the the gritty knife fights that i'm talking about where you can you can kind of hear the sounds that the knives are making when they're you know it, that sort of encapsulates the the overall feel of the movie to me that's sort of the um 
you know, it, it's, I guess, unflinching would be kind of mm-hmm. the, the, the language I would use, especially when I'm thinking like of the scene that you called out. Um, where I think, I think on the one hand, that sort of stuff is hard to watch. On the other hand, he's not pulling his punches with the characters and he's, uh, he's not, you know, he, he, it, it's, it, in some ways it's, it's, it's like you get to see, uh, a multi-dimensional character on screen because of that sort of thing where they're not um they're not all painted as okay everything about this guy is great do you know what i mean um it, it adds a lot more complexity to the and, and it's and like you said it's 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 harder it's it's a little bit difficult to stomach um yeah i i think that um cheng che was really great with creating com complex characters because the the Ku Fung character in this movie is just so complex. And the Rover isn't just a simple killing machine. He is probably the most complex of them all. I mean, you never see his twist coming at the end. It's, I don't know. This movie I think is the best of the five that we we're going to talk about today. It's, absolutely best and and this movie does something else that's interesting too where which which they also do in the savage five but where there's a clear escalation of you know like uh gun beats fist like a knife beats fist and gun beats knife and 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 we get this we get the guns introduced at the end uh kind of like the fist of fury situation um in the you know the bruce lee movie and, and and I I think I think when you have when you have guns that are definitive like that you know where where it this this isn't a movie where you can sort of magically overcome a gun with a fist right um, I I think I think it's uh it, you know it, it sort of works on screen and and in the Savage Five you will particularly see that at work all right so the the next movie is the savage five a 1973 film and again this is a lao kar long tong kai action direction um and in this one this is kind of almost a little bit like a western there's uh uh, a town gets attacked by bandits and the heroes are like these five guys that are either you know lazy or down on their luck or just kind of on the lower rungs of society and they all seem to hang out at this inn operated by this woman who we'll we'll talk about um and the bandits come in with a safe and they initially they just need somebody to help them open up the safe and things get out of hand really quickly and this community that is from the beginning of the movie they establish this is a very peaceful community they, they it, the, the film opens up with uh, david cheng stealing a chicken he's a local thief and they catch him and they really don't want like they they're, they're really more friends with him than anything else they don't want to punish him in any way that's that's harmful and so he eventually suggests that they tie him to a tree and so the town is so peaceful that uh, when these bandits come they don't really know how to handle it and the the central question of the movie seems to be you know can they can they handle it and and remain the same um so i don't know what what are, what are your feelings on this movie i like this movie um this was another emotional movie for me um i guess three of the five were had really emotional drew on my emotional strings a lot um this movie is five very different guys. Um, they have very different views on how to handle this situation. David Chang's character, like you said, is a local thief, but it ends up he's not just the local thief. He's more than he pretends to be. Mm. He's just hiding out in this small town. He decided to turn away from the murderous robbing ways that he had in the big city, and he's hiding in this town. And the townspeople get tired of him stealing their food, but he plays with the kids. So they really don't want to do anything to, like, send him away. Um, Then you have T-Long, who is kind of... He's like a grumpy martial arts master who's really lazy, is what... Yes, and he's being taken care of by the woman at the inn. And, yeah, like you said, he's a master martial artists but we don't know that at the beginning we just know the master of something but we don't know and um he had walked away from a fight at one time and 
So that's kind of messed up his psyche a little bit. Um, he thinks he's too good for manual labor. Yeah. Then we have Chen Quan Tai, who we know it has no, um, he is into manual labor. That's his job. He's the woodcutter in the yeah. town. He's the strong man that everybody looks up to. He's headstrong and he just wants to go in and take over these uh, 12 bandits. And then we have um, Wong Chung. He's an ailing acrobat who's sick, and he was just visiting the town, and he's not really able to fight at first. And Danny Lee Sao is the safe cracker who they think they're going to use yeah. to open the safe. And but he's, he, the, he's the, ne the, the nephew of the headman of the village, right? Is right. That... Um, the unofficial mayor, I guess you would call him. And he runs off to the next town in order to try and uh, get help, but unknowingly brings back more of the gang to the town. And so you have five different ways of how they want to handle this situation, and you wonder which one's going to work. And David Cheng's character kind of appears to be a coward yeah. at the beginning, but once uh, they call the bandits call him out because they recognize him, he has no choice but to show his martial skills. And it's just goes downhill really, really quickly when the um, safe opener does not return. They want to start killing off the, the village people for every inch that the um, shadow moves. So yeah, they're really trying to figure it out and, they realize that they all just have to band together and try and take them down because there's more of them than there are of the bandits. Yeah, and, and, and the Peking opera guy, the sick guy, is the one that kind of coaches them through the process and convinces them to really resort to, to violence. Um, but it's an itch. I mean, this is probably my favorite, I think, out of all. Of, I mean, it's very difficult. There's a lot of a lot of them are contenders for the number one slot for me. But I think this is the one that I enjoy the most. Um, and I think the reason is you feel trapped in that town with those people. Um, I, I like I I really felt like I was in peril watching this movie. You know, it's like I, I just uh, they, it just did a really good job. Number one of establishing the community and 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 giving it this 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 character that you didn't want it to lose, which is it's this peaceful, nice place. And. And, and, and it seemed like the more they moved into violent confrontation with the bandits, which was obviously becoming a necessity, the more that they also stood to lose in some ways. Um, and, and, I, and I think that's why the, the headman was so reluctant to give the people knives. I, I think it was more than just will they even be able to succeed, but will they still be the same people when they're done? Um, yeah, this um, definitely the bandits signaled the loss of innocence for this town that no you can't go back to the way things were once something like this happens to you obviously this town wasn't used to anyone dying unless it was some kind of natural death you could tell that just from how peaceful it was and one of the characters said yeah we have knives but we know how to use them you know um i think that they knew that if they actually went and killed the bandits, that their innocence was gone forever and nothing would ever be the same. Well, and, and in this one, too, you had the, um, uh, like the scene you mentioned where, uh, where the safecracker goes to, to, the, to the yamen and he accidentally brings back more bandits. Prior to that, the, the characters eventually do rise up against, the, there's like, what, 12 bandits? And throughout the whole movie, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the, people keep saying, there's only 12 bandits and 100 people in the town. Why <laughs> just give them knives and we'll, you know, we, we can... We, and, and so they eventually do that. They eventually all kind of rise up, uh, you know, because of uh, the sacrifice made by the Chen Kuang Tai character, the woodcutter. Um, but then right after they succeed, the the safe cracker brings in the other bandits who have guns and the, you know no amount of knives are going to stop you know and it's very sort of like right out of a spaghetti western or something the guy's got like uh he's got bullets strapped over his chest mm -hmm. and, and he's got two guns and uh and he's even got like just like he just feels like he comes from another genre almost um but it, it i i again i like that escalation that sort of you know uh knife beats fist 
gun beats knife sort of thing that's going on in the movie where the characters they're even if they're even the martial characters against a knife they really can't do anything unless they have a knife do you know what i mean and then Mm -hmm. without and then against a gun even if they have a knife they really can't do anything and it's it's just a very realistic approach to to the to to violence in this kind of movie where the you know you can't just sort of with some fancy moves get around that you know it's it's a very it's a very the threats have realistic weight to them so much so that the the thief ends up stealing the bullets from the uh from the bandit leader and they end up using that in in their uh as, as part of their their overall tactic for for defeating the bandits in the end um but there's also the um uh, what is it? The Wu Bingbing character, San Yang, the the woman who I th- I don't know if it's an inn or if she's just letting them stay at her house. But and again, this is a graphic thing that if people are troubled by sexual violence stuff, might want to uh, pause. But uh, her character makes a sacrifice quite similar to the other character we were talking about uh, from from the duel, where uh, the bandits are, are basically about to rape all the women in the village, and she takes that threat on herself and the consequences of that are pretty profound for her character um but it was a very sort of striking sacrifice um because she the basically all of the other women in the village don't have to undergo that as a result of her of her taking that step um but i thought that she was one of the more interesting characters in the movie i thought so i thought so too um Especially the scene where she's just standing there staring at um, Chen Quan Tai's um, character's body, the woodcutter, and she doesn't let anybody touch him. And then she just continues to stare as things keep happening. And every time a new um, one of the other four men comes, she's like, don't touch him. It's like she's become numb from this sexual abuse but so protective of his body and it was just so striking and so sad and so emotional well and i think i think she was like the like almost functioning as like a a metaphor for the community itself do you know what i mean like i think that's what was going on there um and so i don't know i i just but this film i i think it's like very I don't know. You just really feel the peril of the community, and it's it's a violent movie, like all the other ones we're talking about. But it's not a violent movie where you're enjoying the violence as much. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the like like in the other movies, even though it's gritty, it's still very entertaining. Here, it feels like everybody's like a a, a moment away from dying. Just one wrong move, and there, you know, like like the like T Lung's character in this movie, even though he's like the the number one kung fu guy in the town next to the Chen Quan Tai guy, uh, he's not nearly anything like he is in the other films. He doesn't have he's he's still just a normal guy in the, at the end of the day who could you know if you if you if you stab him in the chest once he's gonna die, and and it doesn't take much to take people out in this film. It's not. You know, people still die glorious deaths, but it, it, it's not, it's not, it's just not like it was in the other movies, I think. There's something a little bit more, uh, you know, unnerving about it. I think what was unnerving for me was the fact that in the other um, movies, Vengeance and The Duel, the death was graphic, but bloody. Yeah. And so that kind of added some kind of like surreal kind of detached way about it. But this one, there was hardly any blood in the movie, but you felt more, more in danger. Like you said, like you were in the middle of it and watching everybody and you're kind of feeling like I could be next. Yeah. Because you're you're placed directly in the center of it, and I don't know how he managed to do that, but Cheng Che sucked you in so far that you're pretty much when they're whenever the townspeople are standing around, you're one of those townspeople looking on, wondering what's going to happen to our town, and you're so involved in and invested in what's going to happen that it does feel like you could be the next person 
to die and with the lack of blood. I think sometimes all the blood just makes it seem less real. Yeah, it's like paint. It's it's almost like right. it's like it's because uh, you can see it and yeah. you can tell that the the blood is fake, but there was so little blood that, you know, it was just yeah, really this, unnerving. It was like people were really dead is kind of like, like it's, it wasn't as spectacular. There wasn't as much extravagance around the individual deaths. They were just like, kind of like you might expect a real death to be. And, and it just, and also I think that opening shot had a lot to do with it too, because they have this great, the scene where David Cheng's being uh, chased through the town they pan out and you can see all the streets and stuff and they don't do that a lot in these movies like some movies they do but but this was like this was like oh i can see i know what this i know what this town looks like do you know what i mean like i can see it from a like i really have a clear mental image of the community and and i felt like that just gave it a sense of geography and also the fact that you knew it took him three days to get to the yamen like something about that you felt so isolated do you know what I mean? Because it's like, right. it's, wow, it took him, you know, just for him to get back, just to get a little bit of the way there and make the mistake and bring those guys there took him all that time, like almost the whole movie. And so you just had this like, wow, it's, it's really, they really don't have anybody they can go to now. Um, so, it, you, it, yeah, it's just all, all it just worked in, in that respect. Um, but, yeah, I don't know any, I hopefully we didn't forget anything. Is there any, any. Any other detail? Oh, the ending. The ending. Oh, it's, it's yes. That's a... so, so sad. Um, just the scene of, well, obviously, four of the five do not survive. The only person who lives is the ailing acrobat. And, well, he's totally healed and everything. But you see them bringing out the bodies of our four four of our heroes and that's just devastating when even the good guys don't live and they're the ones that lived in the town and had the biggest stake in the town and yet they didn't survive and then you know the acrobat who's just visiting ends up you know having to go on his way but just this to see the procession of them carrying them out for burial and they they're not in coffins either. So that's even more striking because you get to see their faces as they're being carried out. Well, also the acrobat, I think he kind of leaves in a way that's a little bit rude. Um, Like he, like he's the one that encouraged them to, to do this. And then that woman is, is, is the, you know, the woman who basically nursed him to health is totally shattered. And he just kind of picks up his stuff and leaves, right? Is the and I know I know it's all kind of done. It's condensed because we need that ending vision of this is the funeral, this is him departing, and this is her standing there sad. And it's maybe not meant to be so literal, but I just uh, I just have a you know I kind of feel like he just you know he's kind of the outsider that they pegged him for at the start of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Where right. he's just on to the next place, and for all his words about rising up, he didn't really he didn't really stick around for the consequences it seems at the end. Um, but again, expediency of the ending of the movie. So, you know, I might be reading too much into it. Yeah. I just, I just thought, you know, he really didn't have a stake in the town and, but he, he gathered or gained this bond with these other four men. You think he would have stuck around just a little bit longer I, when I first watched it, I was expecting him to stick around and help rebuild this town and maybe help put these people back together and back to some sort of normalcy, you know, to forget being an acrobat, just leave his things and stay in the town. But you're right. He just packs up and leaves. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, it was just a little bit perplexing because throughout the movie, he was kind of depicted as a pretty compassionate guy. I thought there wasn't any, you know, like like when she came back from that scene and sat down, you know, he would clearly felt for her. He wasn't, you know, he, 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 he and, and he, and he clearly had, uh, compassionate impulses over the course of the whole movie. Um, so it, it, like I say, it's probably more expediency than anything else, but because of the way it's done, it feels very cold to have him just kind of get up and, and leave. And, and especially when she's kind of left there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know, but I, I, I think it's a, um, you know, a very, uh, a, a very good movie, I think. I would, I would highly recommend this one. 
So those are the five movies. Um, were, there, were there any that you think were questionable additions to the list or ones that we would have to justify that, uh, you know, maybe didn't quite qualify as an Iron Triangle movie? I would say probably the Savage Five is on the line mm. because you do have more of an ensemble. There you bring in Chen Quan Tai as a... I guess the fourth leg of the triangle, which would make it a quadrilateral. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, I, I would agree. This one, it definitely has more of an ensemble feel to it. Um, yes, all think, those characters were so integral and so important to the movie. I think that the Savage Five is definitely more of an ensemble than a the triangle. But I like it as a triangle film. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it's such a good movie. I feel like. I, uh, you know, but but if we if we were doing strictly Iron Triangle, we might have done like Duel of Fists, the uh, the the Muay Thai uh, film, or Angry Guest or something in there. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know any any closing thoughts on the topic. Anything that we we didn't cover that we should uh, we should we should say before we go. Just that these aren't um, necessarily, these aren't the only movies. There are a lot of other movies out there that we could have done. And Brendan just mentioned a couple of them, but definitely check out the iron triangle. They're very classic type movies. They really, um, embody the sense of brotherhood between characters. There's a lot of complexity. It's not like some people think that these martial arts movies, they wrote the scripts as they went, but that's strictly not true, especially in these series of movies. Everything is all set uh, set out so well. Everything's developed, the storylines and the characters, and they really do draw you in. And once I started watching an Iron Triangle film, I spent a whole entire summer just trying to dig in and find as many as I could. And luckily Amazon prime was just starting to release them. And I was able to watch um, a whole bunch of them on Amazon prime, but they're really, really good movies. There's not one that I would say don't watch, but if you could ever see an iron triangle film, go check them out because Cheng Che was such a brilliant director and the talent that he found and put together in these teams was just so wonderful and so brilliant that there's no mistaken why he is the godfather of these movies. I mean, he's, he's the bar and he set it high. And I believe in the most cases he was way ahead of his time in these films. So definitely check out the iron triangle movies yeah i mean it's and and, and it's a really I, I i guess you could say like an important phase too in his career like you know there's like there's definitely distinct periods and this is this is one of them um but yeah and, and also i think i think it's a um i think you know it the 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 chemistry between david chang and t long is is it, it works really well um, I, I, I mean, I particularly like T. Lung, but, uh, you know, David Chang's a very good actor as well. And together they just really have, have a, um, I don't know, they, they, they just something about them together on screen is, uh, uh, is it just makes the, it's one of the things that makes these films work. Um, it's kind of like the, the Venom mob in that way. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you have a group yes. of actors who, just work together um in, in a very different sense but like in the you know in this one a lot of it is just the chemistry um and so i uh and and again i i mentioned the duel of fists i i i i really like that one and we just we didn't include it on the list for a variety of reasons but i would i would i would definitely uh suggest people check that one out if they if they want to see one that we didn't mention and i don't know if you have any that you would point people to or uh but um Angry Guest. I like the Angry, Angry Guest, too. They go together, the Angry Guest and um, the Duel of Fists. And I like how sometimes Cheng Che will give himself a, a cameo in his movies. Yeah, that, yeah the, his, his Angry Guest cameo is is wonderful. I, I think it's, 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 one of, it's a really good cameo. Um, so, 
so yeah so all right so we're gonna head out and we'll be back on uh on friday with another film we're uh i think we're doing ashes of time is that our next movie for busha weekend or am i i think so yeah so i think we're doing ashes of time a little bit artsy but uh we'll see what everybody thinks and and then we're gonna you know we're gonna uh, continue with the 90s theme that we have for the month and then we'll do our spirited beasts and ghosts theme the following month so again this has been an iron triangle discussion um you know we 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 highlighted five iron triangle films and uh i think are most of these available on prime or are these um they're all available they're all, okay so these, so these are all ones if you have amazon prime you can go watch them right now um and 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 definitely uh, you know i think one of the cool things about amazon prime is the sheer number of shaw brothers films that it has right now and martial arts films in general um but you never know when they're going to go away. So if you're interested in any of the five movies we mentioned, I would try to check it out as quickly as possible because you don't know how long they're going to be up there. Um, and I guess until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye.